0: Hey buddy. Welcome back to Pour the Tea Podcast. I'm Tess. And I'm Mel. And we love you here at Pour the Tea Podcast. We are currently at the tail end of our wonderful series, Love on the Spectrum US. And we mm-hmm. are going to just dive right in. We are on episode five. So if you are watching, you know about this episode. And you know that we start off with our friend Steve. And he is on his date with Candida. Candida, Mm -hmm. who just really doesn't get his sense of humor. I'll let it slide for right now, but they are at the tea shop, and she's asking him a variety of questions, very simple questions, if he likes to cook, or if he wants to dine out. And I can tell that he's kind of embarrassed to admit that he doesn't cook, and he's he's not really a big traveler, so he doesn't really like to go outside of, I think, his comfort zone, is what he was saying. So I don't think cooking is his comfort zone. And Honestly, I don't know if he's even able to cook. Like, I think that's why he has show Ray to do those things for him.
1: I think so, too. I think that that's a probably a comfort thing for him. Um, yeah. You know, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe that would be something that he'd be interested in doing sometime.
0: Maybe, but I need a show Ray. And then if, that, if that's the case. Uh, thank you. I can't cook. I can't clean. <laughs> I can't drive myself. All those things. Show Ray could do those Man, things for me.
1: Uh, I would love to have someone come and help me with the cleaning and the laundry, I'm just saying.
0: I know. My mom keeps telling me, you need to hire somebody to come clean your house. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I would love to, right? But what do you do? You do that right. for like um like once a month? Once a week? I don't know. I don't even I don't know. know how that works. Every other
1: week? I don't know. Yeah.
0: <gasps> Maybe I'll look into it. Maybe after the new year. Anyways, <laughs> this is not about my story. This is about Steve's story. And Back on their date, they decide to go walk in this beautiful Japanese garden. It's gorgeous. There's a koi pond, and
1: mm-hmm. he's
0: having fun with the koi, and they're on this bridge, and he notices in the far distance there's this hill, and he points out that hill to Candida, and he tells her that this hill's called Turtle Hill, and he mm-hmm. says that the views up there are just, spect- are just spectacular, And he starts talking about his childhood, kind of going into those things that you would think that somebody on a date would want to hear. And he's talking about his neighborhood that he grew up in and that it's actually nearby to where they're at. And then I don't know if this was an editing to make it seem like she cut him off. Because she cuts him off when he's talking about his childhood to, to ask him if he would like to start walking again.
1: Yeah. And I was like, wait... Um, he's telling you about his life right now, ma'am. Yes. Hold your horses.
0: I know. And I didn't know if that was like an editing thing to make it look I don't think (laughs) so. I think it
1: was full on er, Okay. I was going to say because
0: editing, yeah, the editing on this show has been pretty good so far. I mean, they haven't, yeah, they haven't made anybody look inappropriate in any way. And so that's why when she cut him off, I said, is that an editing thing to make it look like she's cutting him off or did she really cut him off and now again i don't know if she just cut him off because she was tired of listening to him or if she wanted to keep walking so she just kind of was like hey would you like to keep talking and walking at the same time i don't know
1: i don't know either i kind of got the vibe that she was trying to just "Er, let me stop this
0: like hurry it up yeah like let's be done
1: let's move on i don't know i could be
0: wrong i don't know it was weird it was it was awkward though because i kind of felt like oh that's kind of dirty I didn't like that yeah. for Steve. But now she gives an interview in front of the camera and she thinks Steve is a sweet guy and I'm thinking that's not good. Right? You don't I mean just, right. she's not giving us a vibe like she likes him. And she does say she, it wasn't an instant attraction upon meeting him, right. but says that if, you know, not important and maybe something that develops over time. I will say she does she doesn't call it she doesn't say I'm not interested in him. She doesn't say the date's not going well. I'm not going to call him back. She just kind of says, like, I didn't have an immediate attraction to him. He's very sweet. Maybe that's something that could develop over time. My mm-hmm. guess is we won't be seeing Candida again. I, I got a feeling. Right. Like, yeah. I think Steve doesn't mind her. I think Steve is fine with her. But I don't think Candida's feeling Steve.
1: So uh, they're walking by this koi pond and Steve likes to do his play on words and stuff. And he says, Oh coy, instead of oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and somebody else laughed and he was like, Somebody that gets yeah. my sense of humor. Like he totally yeah. appreciated that. And I just uh if that doesn't tell you who Steve is, I don't know what would because he's just has such a, a childlike thought you know, like personality. Know. He's just kind it's and outgoing and it is. Yeah. I really appreciated that. So, O'Koy, Steve, you king.
0: <laughs> You're such a king. Oh, he is such a king. But they're wrapping up their date. It's a little awkward. You know, I don't think he really knows how to sort of end it. And, you know, right. she shakes his hand and they say goodbye. I'm just wondering if she was waiting for him to ask her out again. I don't think so, though. Right? I think she was just kind of how to end yeah. it, like how to walk away gracefully is my
1: that's kind of how I felt about that too
0: yeah okay
1: okay so now we move on to Kaylin and if you remember in the last couple episodes Kaylin tried speed dating um, she met a couple of different guys but really hit it off with Peter Kean, the producer he asked you know what's the hardest part about dating with having autism and she said the hardest part of dating is the awkward silences trying to fill those lulls Um, She said, then there's making sure you're dressed nicely, you're eating without making a mess, you're making polite conversations and answering questions while asking them questions. And she's like, there's only so much you can say about the weather. Amen, girl. Amen. Mm -hmm. And I do not like lulls in conversations. I don't know about you. I just, I don't like small talk. I don't like to.
0: I know. I think it depends on the person. I think if you're just getting to know somebody, it's super awkward. But if there's a little conversation with people that I've known for a long time, then I don't mind. But I get what she means, right? When you're trying to get to know somebody and you you don't want to carry a conversation. You know, you don't want to have to be the one to talk. I mean, we saw it in Love is Blind. It doesn't go well when only one person is carrying a conversation. Exactly. And eventually that person will run out of things to say. And like she said, the weather can only be talked about so much. So, yeah.
1: I agree. So she goes on a date with Peter and she's nervous um, that they'll run out of things to discuss. So she Googled things to talk about on a second date. Um, she's so nervous that she she's doing her makeup and she's like, wait, I don't do my makeup with my left hand, like my mascara with my left hand. So she's like "I." she was getting flustered and she's just like, I just can't. I can't think right now. Like I'm so in this that I just can't, can't think about it. So something that I also completely related to Kaylin on is she looks at the menu ahead of time so she doesn't have to feel the pressure. Now, mind you, going back, she talked about her being um, dyslexic and she also has dysgraphia, which I'm not too familiar with that.
0: Dysgraphia is Mm -hmm. a neurological disorder characterized, characterized by writing disabilities,
1: okay, that makes, that makes sense. So
0: yeah, dyslexia, you know, that's like where words or letters are kind of jumbled on a page. So Mm -hmm. it makes it harder to read. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, she has also a writing disability. So, I mean, that's
1: a lot. That's a lot. It is. That's heavy. So she um, she said it can be embarrassing because she knows how to read, but it takes her longer since the letters can get jumbled up. Gracie, her best friend, reads the menu for her to help her decide ahead of time. That way she doesn't run into any um, frustration or embarrassment when she's on her date. And okay, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about this for a second because I, anytime going out somewhere, I have like menu anxiety. Daniel? I get overwhelmed. I'm like, Oh, 100 percent. And I will scour the menu ahead of time and I'll pick between two to three different things before I get there. So then I'm not overwhelmed with let's take the Cheesecake Factory, for example, the 10 page menu and pages and pages and pages. Yeah, I can't. That overwhelms me so much that I just I have to go in with a plan beforehand. And I'm a I'm a planner as it is. Like, always have been, always will be. I like having a plan. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, when she talked about having, like, and going through the menu ahead of time, I'm like, yes, girl. Yes. I get that. Not for the dyslexic part, but for just wanting to decide ahead of time.
0: I think I'm a creature of comfort. So I tend to stick to what I know when it comes to a yeah. menu. If I've been there multiple times, I'm like, okay, I, I don't even need the menu. I've got my regular
1: yeah, so I could 100% understand and see why she would want to check those out ahead of time. So
0: so last we left off on our last episode, we ended with James. James is up on the hill. He's over at his Renaissance Fair festival, and he's waiting for mm-hmm. sweet, sweet Emma, his date from a few episodes ago, to meet up with him at the fair. And we see Emma, and she arrives, and she does not disappoint, honey. She is in she that. She doesn't. She's in that pink dress with that halo of flowers on her head. She looks cute. Adorable. She compliments him on his outfit. I mean, that's a big one because he worked real hard on that bad boy. And he mm-hmm. tells her that wearing black is is hot, right? But not hot enough that he will get heat stroke, which is right. probably the best Valid thing, points. Right? Right. But if you remember, his mom did say he could take that stuff off if it gets hot. We'll see if he does. He asks (laughs) Emma if she likes his hair because he gelled it back. I mean, it's like Mm -hmm. gelled to the nines back, right? It is. He went all out to look good for her and at this fair. He put gel in it and his mom doesn't like the gel. But Emma, you know, she comforts him and says, you know, as long as you like it, then that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. He asks her what her favorite color is and she tells him it's pink and blue sweet James he goes blue it's it's the color of intellect and he says but he may be a little biased since his eyes are blue and her eyes are blue
1: as well I loved it I'm like slide that in there James you get in there
0: they're walking through the fair and we see a gentleman's helmet this thing it looks legit his whole whole outfit this guy's whole outfit is is legit I'm telling you there must be so much money spent at one of these things. I think it's the same as these people who do these war reenactments. Those people spend so much sure. money on making things look as authentic as possible. And I'm thinking sure. that that's the same for this stuff. This guy's in, like, full garb and, like, chain mail. But it looks legit. You yes. You know, like that I stuff? Don't, what,
1: was he, like, a blacksmith or, like... I think he was, a, like, a soldier. or I, I don't even know what he was. Because he had, he had, like, a... I don't want to say a sword because it's not long and skinny, but it was like the curve. It's a specific kind of weapon that it's curved with a blade. I have no idea what it's Girl, called, but know. he yeah. had one of those <laughs> and it was covered in blood. So I'm like, I okay, know. is he the beheader? Is he I the guy that, that he, like,
0: he's no, the prison guard? A good question. I think he's a soldier because he said, you know, as James is leaving, like, hey, man. No, he didn't say, hey, ma'am. He said, hey, ye young gentlemen. Laird. Laird, if you happen to come across any Englishmen, send them my way. You know, I think he yes. Yeah. I mm. don't know. They're just really, they're really into it. But. They are. Um, he asks somebody in the crowd if they will take a picture of him and Emma. This is how much people get into this. Because the guy's got one of those, like, horns, like, uh, <laughs> from, like, a. Uh, like a an, literal horn from a from an yes. animal and he like geek, like blows in the thing <laughs> to to announce that he's going to take a picture of James like hear ye hear ye i'm about to take a picture of this fine young
1: man and his lady or and what or did he ask for somebody to take their picture
0: he may have i don't know i was just like i was blown away with the <laughs> where did the horn i was come too from? i
1: was like he just pulled that out like uh oh, yeah. it, was, it was cool
0: but they, they got their picture taken and then they're walking through this fair and james tries the game and it's okay mm-hmm. i don't know a name to describe it you've seen them at other kind of festivals other kind of fairs where you have like a sledgehammer and you're you hit like a plate and then depending on how hard you hit it it, it shoots shoo. a pin up right right they i don't know what that. it's called either okay yeah i didn't know at first emma tries it and, mm-hmm. home, I mean, she gives it her all, right? I mean, James is trying to tell her, if you're left-handed, you're doing it on the wrong side. But she's giving it her all. She only gets so far. But James is, man, he's in it to win it. So he takes uh-huh. off that cape. He gets in that stance. He gets that wide base. He gets into that deep squat. He pulls that thing and hammers it. And he gets pretty far up on it. So he's pretty uh-huh. strong. I think he's showing
1: off for he does. her. I think he was, too. Yeah. Some buff um, guns there.
0: uh Uh-huh. In an interview that he give, he just says that he's having a great time. But more importantly, Emma seems to be having a great time. And that for him right. is what's the most important. Mm-hmm. We catch back up with our friend Danny, And she's getting ready to try speed dating. Mm-hmm. And here we go with the speed dating again. And we get a little bit into that and put a pin in it. And we find out how long they actually are talking for when she goes. We'll get to that. But she looks like a million bucks. She just looks she so does. gorgeous. She looks great. In that fuchsia, would you say? Like fuchsia maroonish? Yeah. Beautiful. She's a beautiful girl. She is. She's telling herself not to get excited when finding matches because while it's great to have things in common with someone, that doesn't mean that you're compatible. So just because right. you have a couple of things doesn't mean we're just gonna go full on like we did with Solomon. Like she's gonna hold sure. back on it. She has a list of questions that she plans to ask these guys like what is your goal in life are you planning mm-hmm. to get an nba or a master's and i'm like gosh I, well i i appreciate that she wants somebody who's goal oriented i think the problem is somebody can have a bachelor's and still be successful and i don't i'm worried that sure. she's gonna cut herself off from that like from cutting but like, ahead, yeah
1: but people that that don't have a college degree can be super successful you know absolutely I I don't want that to be a deterrent as to why you know she doesn't find somebody because she's so focused on them having a master's having a PhD having all of these extras
0: you know and for her you know she even says like the animation is a non-starter if you don't like animation it's not a deal but I also have to say but you can have somebody who's goal-oriented in the things that you like who's Mm -hmm. financially savvy, who has that master's degree or that MBA, who's got wonderful goals in their life and is not into animation. I I Mm -hmm. think that you can have commonalities. They don't have to be everything. And I'm worried for her that she is going to lose out on finding somebody because they don't have their MBA or they don't have their master's or that they're not into animation. It's okay to have different paths. I can't imagine if David and I did the same thing for work. Like, right. For me, I just kind of feel like I don't want to hear about your work if it's what I do. Kind of, not right. And not to be like, rude, but it's no. like, I don't, I, I live that. I don't want to talk about that at home. And you want so, to just be
1: able to put it at the door, but it's yeah. also the thought of her being able to bring someone into her world, you know, like, okay, gotcha. so say someone is a doctor and is not into animation But he's really passionate and excited about you. Okay, that's Mm -hmm. great. Well, let's bring him in. And you can still have the things that you love and appreciate and adore. Wonderful. But he also has his own world of things he loves and appreciates and adores too. So those two worlds can still mix together. Um, But yeah, I agree with you. I don't want her to shoot herself in the foot because she's so uh, focused on...
0: She, she's a very Someone narrow that, pathway, right? Yes, her, that her, enjoys her all
1: of her same favorite things.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, look, if they don't like animation, she's going to be singing Ariana Grande's Thank You Next faster than you can say Comic-Con. It, That's it, just the way it I is. I agree. I mean, for her, she just... But, you know, she's also young enough, though, that I think she can be this picky. And I give it to sure. her. Sure. Like, fine. Sure. Maybe, I'm sure there's somebody out there who meets all those criteria. We mm-hmm. shall see. But she's writing down mm-hmm. an outline of how to generate a conversation you know you start by saying hi you do the small talk and then you get into like the deep questions mm-hmm. she plans to ask every single one of these questions all at once because she just mm-mm, she is not a second to waste of her mm-hmm. precious time with these dates
1: right moving over to sabode Um, he said his greatest dream in life is going on a honeymoon. Like he just wants to travel. He wants to be in love um, and he wants to go to Europe, Asia, South America and Australia. Jennifer Cook, who we met previously, she worked with Abby um, on helping her uh, how to have a conversation um, that is reciprocated back and forth. Um, And she taught her some really great exercises. But Jennifer also came back to help Sabode with having conversation at dinner and manners and, you know, just um, very simple things to help him get through dating or or to begin dating, I guess you could say. So she's an autism expert and they meet up through Zoom as a follow-up for his date with Rachel. And she asks if there's anything he's unsure about still, and he said he forgot to pull out her chair and he doesn't want to talk about the things that he doesn't enjoy, like TV. Does it feel uncomfortable to talk about something you don't know about?
0: Uh, I think it, yes.
1: I think a lot of people feel that way. It's easier to talk about something that we know about. All right. But when we ask questions, that is a way to show the other person that we're interested in them. So you could ask Rachel questions about TV, even if you
0: don't really like TV. I'll just go for the listening skills. Good job. That's exactly right. Perfect. You've
1: got this. Right. Well, Rachel is very, she is very involved. She likes to watch TV, likes to, has her favorite shows and stuff. And Sabod kind of shut down when, when she talked about it. And he was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like let's change topics. And so he explains to Jennifer that he feels uncomfortable talking about the things that he doesn't know. And she reminds him to ask questions that still make sense for the other person to feel like they're having a good part of the conversation too. And so he left, I think, that Zoom meeting feeling more confident and excited um, to continue pursuing Rachel because they're going to go on another date. Um, But Sabod said he likes Rachel's smile and thinks that she's pretty and Jennifer reminds him to tell her those things like, hey, girlfriend wants to know that she is looking nice and that you think she's beautiful and that you love her smile. Um, but she also just reminds him that the number one thing to do is to have fun. Like you're getting to know this really amazing yeah. chick, like continue having a good time and don't put so much pressure on it. So I love yeah. that. Um Sabod, he's just so full of life as well, and so happy. And I, I, t- I said mm-hmm. it the last episode, but he always he gets me when he's like,
0: yes. <sighs> "Yes," because
1: we say that in our house all the time. Yes, and I, I'm like, "All right, you'd fit right in, Sabod. Come on."
0: Does your family watch this with you?
1: They have not, and it's because I kind of watch it at random times. If I get up I early. You. Um, or after they go to bed. So just when I have a moment to just kind of focus, I, Mm -hmm. I watch it on my own, but I know that yours watches it with you, right?
0: Yeah. I just wondered if it was, you know, a way for them that they can kind of say, oh, hey, we say that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, That's a good point. I'll have to, I'll have to start watching it so they can, they can watch it with me. But, um, moving over to Kaylin, uh, Peter is there waiting for her and embraces her in a hug they're going on their technically second date, but first date outside of speed dating. He tells her that she looks beautiful and, oh, they're both wine people and they cheers to being wine people like when they come out. Um, Mm -hmm. She asks him his worst online dating experience and he says he's been stood up a lot. And I'm like, hmm, okay, I wonder why. And he asked the same thing and she said her last date he talked about, all he talked about was his drug use. And then he pulls a finger, his index finger out with a tattoo of none other than a butt plug.
0: What in the world? He I must don't have know. lost a bet.
1: I don't know. But I was just like, oh, no, ma'am. Yeah, that, that definitely classifies worst date. Um, so I'm glad that yeah. she's not with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but she semi kind of mentions her disability and how it affected a dating relationship with a blind guy.
0: Um, I dated a guy who was blind. Okay. Um, and he had a guy, a dog. So, it was, I mean, it was cool because we kind of had that, like, sort of dog training thing in common, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And that ended pretty poorly. And he was like, I want to have children, and I want to, like, move to a city, and I know you don't like loud noises, and I know you don't want to live with children since you work with children all day long, and you just, like, just aren't compatible with the life that I want to live because of your disability. Yeah. And so I just think you're too disabled for me. Uh, which is funny, because he was... That's insane. Yeah. But I liked him a lot, and so I was, like, yeah. kind of crushed for a little while.
1: I I have no words for this.
0: No. What? It's like, atrocious a, behavior. It is. Atrocious. It's,
1: I, I can't. I was so upset with, with all of that that I was just like, wow, you are not a king. We are no. not your fan. And you can just move on. Hopefully, I... I don't wish anything bad on him, but how dare you treat Caitlin that way? Thank you and good night.
0: But of all people to say that to somebody who also has a disability to say your disability is worse than mine, essentially. Right? Like I can't. Right.
1: I can't deal with that.
0: That's devastating. Sure. I'm sure I cannot imagine how much she helped him. I'm not saying that he was, you know, self-sufficient in his blindness, Right. But you can't tell me that she didn't help him in certain ways. Like, come agree. And I agree. And then I just agree. just it, basically say, I have no use for you.
1: Yeah, because you like I can't deal with this essentially.
0: So and so rude.
1: Peter then kind of asks her about her disability because she kind of she says that it's there but doesn't really get into it. And um, she she tells him, you know, hey, I I'm I have autism and she tells him that it's hard, but it was more prevalent as a child. As an adult, she's more of a planner and meticulous with what she does, which I I get that for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, you know, so they move on in their conversation, and um, she tells him, like, at one point, like, she just used to read so much about birds that she could tell you anything and everything about birds. And so he's like, all right, well, what kind of bird is that? Like, do you know what kind of bird? She's like, yeah, that's a that's a pigeon, you know, like something yeah, know. <laughs> everybody that everybody knows oh, yeah. what a pigeon looks like, you know, like that's a pigeon. Yeah. And then yeah. I love that she inserted this because she's, you know, it's all about um, like fun facts in a way too, you know, or random facts about things that I feel mm-hmm. like they remember. Um, yeah. And I'm not, not trying to make assumptions here, but she tells him that birds only have one hole for everything.
0: Did yeah, you know I already that? know the assumption? I did not I, I mean I'm like, wait a minute what And David's like, yeah, the three things that they do is in the one hole.
1: I did not know that. I had did not, not a clue about that. I didn't either. Yeah. So thank you for educating us on that Kalyn. Um, yeah. so after that um, there's kind of a a silence in their conversation. He asks if she wants to go for a walk and he says that she's even better than what he remembered. From the speed that dating,
0: so sweet it is that so is a sweet. sweet comment.
1: It is, and he said she's genuine, she's kind, she's beautiful, and he asks her if he can see her again, and hugs her before they part. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I really, I'm really hopeful. I am really hopeful for this one that right. um, Peter ends up being a decent human being and treats her with kindness and respect and love that she deserves, and yeah. that he's a good partner for her. I really. I really am hopeful for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're a cute couple. That's for sure. They're both super yes. cute. Yeah. yeah
1: they would be a really
0: great couple
1: together, like outwardly looking at them.
0: In an interview with Steve. These interviews, by the way, they break my heart.
1: Yeah. They're just they do, so and raw
0: and real and so full of emotion and honest because mm-hmm. i think every single person who's given an interview has given these words that he's about to speak just in a different form in their own version because steve just says he's long he's longing to fall in love with someone and experience that happiness mm-hmm. and even kean asks you know says that steve has all, he seems like he's got a lot of love to give to someone and steve mm-hmm. he agrees and he should agree but it's always the same concept they don't want to be alone they don't want the isolation. They want to feel loved. They want that happiness and they want a partner. They're all the same. You know, who does
1: want those things though? You know, like nobody wants to be lonely. No one. Yeah. Who doesn't want those, those things? Like nobody wants to be alone in life. You know, they want to have someone that they can relate to and love and love them back. Like fully, fully understand that.
0: To hear it, though, from so many people, you just don't realize how many people in the world just really want partners, just want to yeah. find somebody. Yeah. Something more than just a friend, right? You want, a comp- you want that companionship, and that's what these right. people are longing for. It's right. no different than anybody else on any other dating website. They all We all want the same thing out of life. Mm-hmm. And I think that this show just goes to show it. Steve is meeting up with his friend Stan, Stan the man.
1: I love him. Mm -hmm.
0: They talk about Steve's (laughs) date with... the (laughs) king! They talk about Steve's date with Candida. He says it was a great experience. She is unique, but he wouldn't say she was a feminine version of Stan because he wants Mm -hmm. a feminine version of his best friend. Right. Stan tells Steve that it's a good idea to step out of your parameters sometimes, and it's hard when people are looking for doctors or attorneys... But even Stan says, you know, that doesn't have to be everything mm-hmm. to somebody. Somebody's not, you are sure. n- not everybody's looking for doctors and attorneys, right? They just want somebody right. who's sweet and kind, like Steve. Steve says his dad used to tell him, you know, Steve, these women are looking for master's degrees. And I'm like, but they're not. Not everybody is looking for a master's degree. Don't set yourself up on, like, the you have to be up on this high pedestal to reach somebody not everybody is looking for that some people don't care No,
1: john was still in college when we met like he was still working on his degree on his bachelor's degree and i mean it wouldn't matter it doesn't matter love is love no
0: love is love and he says well he may not be a successful man he has a good heart and that mm-hmm. is very true. Not seeing Stan on the weekend doesn't feel the same. And look, I get that because if I don't see you on the weekend, it's, my weekend's not the same.
1: You know what? I feel that way too. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: my weekend is not complete unless I get to see your face, okay?
0: Thank you. Thank Just you. You that. have my one child right now. So it's like a part of me is with you at the moment.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> Sweet angel. So uh, catching up with Sabote again. We are seeing him and Rachel on their second date. He makes sure to pull out the chair for her, which I was like, "Yes, abode." Yes, Good job, buddy. you're remembering. Oh, I know because he's like, uh-uh, wait, uh, uh, wait,
0: wait, wait." Yeah, yes,
1: <laughs> wait. I've I've got this. I remember to do this. He tells yeah. her she looks beautiful. He asks her about her favorite TV shows and uh, what she likes to do for fun. And she says she likes to sing and dance. And I'm like, "All right, let's go." Like Greatest Showman, you know. I mm-hmm. could not agree yeah. more. Yeah, she um compliments him and says he's so nice and a real gentleman, and you know asks about the things that he enjoys too. And he likes to read travel books, and she likes to play poker. She's a mail assistant um, for the for the was it for the postal service? I didn't yes. get that. Um, so I she's think a mail so. assistant. I think so too for the postal service and um sabode said he's great with numbers and does accounting and we yeah. we witnessed that when kian had asked him in previous episodes like all right Sabod, what was may 17th of 1988 what day of the week was that and homeboy is like oh and i don't know if this is accurate i i'm making updates here but he's yeah. like that's a friday And he's like, "All right, what is August second of nineteen eighty five? What day was that?" And he's like, "That's that was a Tuesday." What? Okay, (laughs) magic. That is amazing. That is incredible. But um, I could totally see. So Sabod said he's great with numbers and he does accounting, and I could one thousand percent see that.
0: I know. David goes, "Are you surprised when it popped up?" I was like, "No, not at all." No,
1: no. That's incredible. Absolutely Mm -hmm. incredible. But they yeah. go for a walk on the pier and they talk about their favorite movies. And um, sh- and it comes up again with Sabode saying he wants to go on a honeymoon. So he, he's wanting to travel the world. He wants that love. He wants to experience that with his wife. And, um, and then we kind of end that scene with them going down to fly a kite.
0: James is sitting with Emma. It's in like their own little private booth. Right. I mean, wouldn't you say that's what that is? I would say so. Like a booth issue, right? And they're waiting for a jousting show to begin. They're talking and James is very thankful to Emma for coming and giving it a chance. She's always very sweet. She's always like, sure, sure. Yeah. You know, I'm really excited. I'm so happy that I got to come. And he's trying to give her an explanation of jousting and what it is. And we get a reenactment of it. So yes. you got one guy on one horse, and he's got like this long, pointy spear stick thing. I don't know how, what to, how to describe a that. Joust? What that's really called? Is it called a joust? Is that what it is? I guess that's why I it's called jousting. <laughs> I don't know, but hey, I, I could I be wrong about that. But it's like a long, pointy stick, and he also has a shield. And then there's the guy on the other end, the exact same way, and so then. On your mark gets at five, six, seven, eight, they take off and they're trying to break each other's shield. But mm-hmm. I think in real life they're trying to like stab each other, right? They're trying sure. to pale them. Yeah. Okay. And James is in this show. He's like, kick their ass. Oh, hell yes. no. Get him. <laughs> I'm like, geez, James is like James, I Hardcore. This is not real, bud. This is not this is not a real show we're not getting real impalement here but the show gets more intense because it then does. these knight guys whatever they are get down off their horses and they just start sh- slaughtering people with like fake swords it's all reenactment right but like the guy right. pretends like he's gonna like take two swords and cut this guy's head off and i'm like what in the world I'm sure there are t- <laughs> this small is very children. graphic yes <laughs> yeah, this, ay, ay, ay. It was, it was a lot, but they were like, yeah, you know, they were all excited about it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they have like bets on any particular person, but it's the end of the evening and they're saying their goodbye. Mm -hmm. James has really enjoyed spending time with Emma and asks if she would like to go to a Halloween party with him sometime. And she says she would love to, but she would like to go as friends want, want. Yeah. she would love to meet up with him and has had fun with him and he is visibly bummed i mean i think he right. just really wanted to see where this thing goes absolutely yeah they ended up hugging it out and he even wishes her mom a happy birthday i know and that's,
1: so thoughtful
0: yeah I mean, and that's when we just see emma walk into the sunset no more i just i didn't think that that was gonna go that way i, I really I thought either. maybe she was into him
1: I thought so, too. But.
0: Oh, I was so bummed you know, for him. I guess I'm just hopeful never for know. James.
1: Right. I'm hopeful yeah. for James that he will find somebody that, you know, loves yeah. and adores him the way that he loves and adores her.
0: Maybe they'll come back together. Like maybe they'll still, maybe they will. still stay friends. And maybe that's how that will develop. She'll get to know him on a friendship level and then things develop from there. That's only natural. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But Steve is in his house. He's with Showray. He's back online. He's looking for another potential date. And we see a potential match in a woman named Connie. Connie actually liked his profile. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at her profile. And she, uh, she's she got these cute little pictures of her. And she even has a shaved head picture. And Shorey's trying mm-hmm. to tell him, you know, that's very brave of her to post a picture of her with a shaved head. And she looks cute with a shaved head. Mm-hmm. And he said, well... Well, maybe, you know, we can go out on a date. We can go down to the pier and hop on a boat and show everybody, like, let's do it. Let's set this up for you.
1: I love it. So meeting up with Sabode, um, him and Rachel are flying a kite. She's never flown a kite before. So this is a big deal. And they're both laughing. I absolutely adore her laugh. I know. I, I could not <laughs> help but laugh. It made me smile. Rachel, your oh, laugh wow. is infectious. Yes. And um, she's just so excited. She said that it's like they're doing a scene from Mary Poppins. I'm flying my first little kite. Yes. Is that cool? Or what? Yes, it's cool. It is cool. I like, think we're doing like a scene from Mary Poppins right now. Yes. Let's go fly a kite. Ah,
0: uh, to fly kite.
1: Let's go Fly a kite high and, and send it soaring up through the atmosphere.
0: Up through the atmosphere. Oh, let's go fly a kite. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it puts me in my feelings because <laughs> Sabon sings, "Let's go fly a kite," like, Uh huh. Was it her that started it, or no? It was him that started it, it was and then him. she sang along,
1: and then they both sing it together. And I'm I like, know. oh my god, I, you guys are gonna make. I think I might have cried a little bit. Like I was just.
0: They are MFEO for sure.
1: Um, what does that mean?
0: Made for each other, MFE. Oh
1: my god if, okay. if you've
0: ever seen Sleepless in Seattle, you get that reference. The little girl tells tells the dad. Okay.
1: I have seen Sleepless in Seattle, oh, okay. but I have—it's been years, it's been and, years a while. and years and years. Okay, I got you. Yes.
0: Yeah. M.F.E.O. Oh made for Each Other.
1: I remember that now. Okay, it's coming back.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but That's it was such a, boat a beautiful and Rachel. moment. It was
1: Sabote boat and Rachel, but mm-hmm. uh, what a beautiful moment! I was getting teary-eyed because it was just—it was so real and
0: mm-hmm.
1: beautiful and unexpected, and I just. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Yeah. So he tells her he had a great time with her, and she says the same. He asks her to go on a third date, and she said she would love to. They hug and are excited to see each other soon.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm hopeful for them. I am, too. A couple that flies a kite and sings together is a couple that stays together. Just That's saying. a match
1: made in heaven. I'm just saying.
0: Look, David and I, we take, we've taken Dylan. He's got this big kite. And we ride around on the golf cart, and then they'll just fly the kite <laughs> from the golf that's cart. A, that's that's smart. It's the funnest thing, and we just crack up. It's hilarious. So, look, we're a couple that that kite together. Check you we're guys gonna out. Stay together. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> I know, but we're back with Danny, and she is at the speed dating event. And the lady tells us it's five minutes. They get five minutes to talk to each other. That I don't, is speed that's That's not enough
1: time. That, that you
0: are rapid firing questions to get some to get to get to know somebody. And some I substance, think, yeah. And how do you both ask questions? I'm like, okay, you get two and a half minutes and I get two and a half minutes. And go, go, <laughs> go. So go, make go, it go. quick. Just go. Yes. Yeah. Like, forget pleasantries. What do you want? Like you have to get down <laughs> to the nitty gritty. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. But our first gentleman that she meets is his name is John and he's an aerospace engineer. Not mm-hmm. your John. But this John here,
1: which I thought was really freaky, by the way, because I'm like, (laughs) okay, John initially went to school for aerospace engineering, and his name is John,
0: so hey, and he wears glasses, and And he wears glasses, (laughs) yes, yes. Danny starts asking all the questions, and again, five minutes, you don't have much time, so she even asks if he knows about autism, and he just says a little bit about it, and he's and he just kind of says like. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Now, she gives a little bit of an explanation, but she also just instantly starts talking about her animation a lot. Right. Like, that's... She just... Look, I get it. It's her life. Yeah. Again, uh, it is her life. It's what she does. Mm -hmm. It's her work. Again, though, I'm just worried that she... You have five minutes. You cannot spend five minutes talking about just animation. No, because it has
1: to be a conversation... That he can participate in too,
0: correct? Like you can just walk in and say, "Oh, I own an animation company. This is what I do. I work with children with disabilities in the animation graphic industry."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Boom, and then you ask another question. But she, look, if they're not into it, she doesn't want any part of it. But I don't think right. John is into it. John's not really into the animation, right. which is look, it's fine. It, not everybody's going to be into it, and this is what I'm talking and that's about. Okay. I'm worried yeah. that she's not going to pick up on somebody. Because they're not into the animation. Bell rings. Deep, deep, deep. It's done. It's time. We get another gentleman and by the name of Mark. And he reminds her of Black Panther, just like his outfit that he's wearing. He's very, mm-hmm. very sweet. He asks her what makes her happy. Again, we get the animation. She says, you know, animation. You know, she says animation and she asks him the same question. Mind you, she's like really giddy. And he's like, I can tell. You know, I can really tell that that. Mm-hmm makes you happy. She asks him, what are your goals in life? This man gives the most PR question I've or answer I've ever heard in my life. He says, and I quote, my goals are to actually help people make other people's hopes and dreams come true and make a contribution to society. I'm like, we are not at a Miss America pageant here. No. like no. That is the most generic PR answer to this question. It's like, But what does that mean? Give me specifics. How are you going to help people? How are you going to help people achieve their hopes and dreams and make society better? Like, how Mm -hmm. are you going to do these things? This is just kind of like, I don't know. I didn't like it. I felt like... I didn't either. It felt very just... mm. Yeah, it, it was really weird. Really, really weird. He doesn't know much about autism. And that's okay. I mean, I... Like, not everybody does. Not everybody can understand it. Right. And Danny just kind of walks him through and gives him an explanation, her explanation of it. Mm-hmm. So far, she's liking the guys, the two guys that she's seen, but she wants to see more. She's like, I'm ready for these next sure. two. I want to see what my options are. You Don't go, settle. Girl. Yeah. Don't box yourself in. And mm-hmm. that's how we end the episode is who will she go with? Is she... Are we gonna come back to the speed dating? Who else? Who are the next two guys that she's gonna come we across? Shall see.
1: We shall see. here. So, it was a good episode. There was a lot that happened. It was. A lot to catch up on, and and the I next think we're one,
0: we're starting to close the loops here. I think the a little chapters. Bit. I think we're starting. Yes. Yeah, I think we're kind of winding it down. So we're kind of seeing the finality of some of these things, and I think that's mm-hmm. why it's so like I mean, James, right? I mean, it's kind of yeah. like James gets dumped yeah essentially I you know, know it's unfortunate but this is life also like we're right. living in the real world we're not always gonna be a match for somebody
1: sure yeah, yeah so i'm i'm the next episode is the last one so hopefully mm-hmm. we find out what happens with everybody we can kind of go from there but yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in to uh love on the mm-hmm. spectrum with us we love you guys and yes. where can they find
0: us they can find us on all the things Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all of the things. Yes. And they can even reach out to us at fortheteepodcast at gmail.com if they just want to holler and have a conversation. We'd be I love more it. More than happy to. Give us
1: a little jingle.
0: Yep. You can also rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts on any of the platforms and mm-hmm. hope to hear from you guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, with that, we bid you adieu. We see you next yes, time. You yeah, <laughs> we guys. love you guys. Bye. Yeah. Bye.